Welcome to the OA Serenity Sunday Meeting Podcast. Visit the Los Angeles Intergroup at oalaig.org for information on how to join our meeting live and how to donate to support this meeting and our podcasts. The opinions expressed on the Serenity Sunday Podcast are those of the individual speakers and do not represent OA as a whole. And now our speaker. Good morning, my name is Susan. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. I don't know if Josh is here, but thank you, Josh, for inviting me. There he is, he's driving, giving us a thumbs up. Keep your eyes on the road. Um, if you are new to Overeating Eaters Anonymous, welcome. I didn't particularly care for the term welcome home when I got here, but now I do, and this is my home, and I am in the center of the herd of this fellowship of individuals, and I have recovered from this seemingly hopeless state of mind and body. And I suffered all my life with this. I couldn't stop eating. I didn't know why. I went all over the world literally to try and find a cure. And it was laid out, like it says, the spiritual toolkit at my feet. And for me, that was finding it in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous, which is the blueprint of our program. And just as Arlene said, you know, our stories disclose in a general way, right? And no one among us has been able to maintain anything like adherence to these principles. We are not saints. The point is that we are willing to grow along spiritual lines. We claim spiritual progress rather than spiritual perfection. So what that tells a girl like me is it's not about finding the perfect food plan, which at 250 pounds, that's definitely what I was looking for. And where are my photos? Hold on one second. Let me just get on the right sheet here. I have so many things open today. Let me just scroll up and bring them up for you. Um, for those who haven't seen them, I've changed them around a little bit anyway. So let's have some fun with these. Okay. So if you are new and you're underweight, if you are new and you're bulimic, if you are a girl who used to look like me, either way, there is hope here and these 12 steps will work for everyone. It is a design for living that works um, in my experience. So here I am on the left in Regent's Park. I think I'm around, I was driving, I know that. So I was over 17. Here I am at 250 pounds um, going through life. And going through life looked good on the outside. I always had a good job know how to make my bed, know how to keep a nice house, have lots of friends. But on the inside, I was in constant turmoil the whole time and always baffled with why can I just not stop eating once I start? I never didn't believe in God, but why would I ask him about my food plan? Why, right? So here I am when I fully conceded to my innermost self that I had a problem. The picture down here on the right, actually, I was coming down. This picture here on the left, I did the breast cancer walk um, just over a year after I was abstinent. So I came into these rooms in 1982, and I have 22 and a half years. Don't try and make it balanced because it won't, right? Remembering Goodwill Hunting, how they keep going along the wall, the chalkboard because it doesn't balance, right? I had a lot to do. I had a lot of things to try and I've tried them all. So I put these two pictures in here of what I look like when I began because other than my hair, I still look this way. And here's the journey of how it's evolved. This outfit has now fitted me for over five years. That's not something I could do on my own. And here's some fun and fellowship of the spirit, right, that we have. This is what we get to do. We make our best friends here. 
Um, and this was some of the gang after this year's birthday party. Um, so anyway, that is that. Um, so I came, I moved to America in 1982 to get away from all those reasons why I ate. And guess what? I got here and I couldn't stop eating. And you have drive-throughs and you have grocery stores that are open 24 hours a day. And I have nobody sitting down in the house with me going, really? I learned how to drive with my knees. I was a professional at that. If you would have gotten DUIs for that, I, I would have been a goner. I see Lillian rolling her eyes because we, we know, right? We all identify, right? And that's one of the reasons why I show my photos because if you just meet me on the street today, you're just like, what do you have to say for yourself, right? But it's, it's that identification, why we come to meetings. And I heard somebody say at a meeting, I come to meetings to remember what happens to people who stop going to meetings. How powerful is that, right? It says on page 28 of the big book, that I have to be as desperate of a drowning man. It says we in our turn sought the same escape with all the desperation of a drowning man. If I was drowning and you came along, I wouldn't care where you were from, what you looked like, what you did for a living, what the color of your skin was, what your sexual orientation was, I am drowning, I will take your hand. But I'm an addict. So you kept on offering me your hand and I kept saying, no, thank you. I will figure this out. No, thank you. I will figure this out. Let me, you know, thank you. Let me get my jaw wired shut. Let me just keep throwing money at this problem. Let me have my jaw wired shut and PS not lose any weight for three months. I'm a girl who ate like Bill Wilson drank. Okay, that's what I did. All of those tricks, all of those secrets, I'm no different than any of these drunks in these 42 personal stories. I never knew that once I started, I couldn't stop because I triggered off a phenomenon of craving with certain foods. I didn't understand, right? Frothy emotional appeal, what does that mean? Bubbles? No, it means, Susan, every time you stop and you have this big God-sized hole, you're over shopping, you're over dating, you're getting yourself into situations where nobody's asking your opinion. You're creating havoc everywhere that you go. And there is a solution, but unfortunately you don't appear to be ready to hear it. So it says that, you know, I have to be as desperate as a drowning man, which is all about step one. What seemed at first a flimsy reed has proved to be the loving and powerful hand of God. You don't have to use the word God. As I tell people when they call me and they say, I don't believe in any of this. My question always is, do you believe that what you're doing today isn't working? And oftentimes the answer is, well, of course I wouldn't be calling you. Then you've made a beginning, right? To believe that something else other than your own power might help you. Because I constantly got myself into a pickle and I couldn't get my way, I couldn't find my own way out. And it says with all the earnestness at our command, we beg of you, right? They knew. As Walter, white flag Walter always says, we go from Yale to jail, right? And that's what happens. And I may not be arrested and go to physical jail for my disturbing behaviors with food, but I am a prisoner. I'm a prisoner because my mind just holds me there in chains. And it tells me that I'm going to get this new life if you prefer a design for living that really works. And it says further on in the book that it works, it really does. And that is my experience today. So I came to my first meeting 
And very recently I was reunited with my Ebby, who I've often mentioned many, many times. And it was a big crying fest. You should have been there. It was fantastic on a meeting. And I hadn't seen her randomly. I've mentioned her name over the years and Jack and other people have told me that she comes and she does. And now we're in touch and it's a beautiful thing. So you never ever know who you're affecting, right? That one meeting that I went to in 1982, the 100 pounder meeting in the old Reseda office, a seed was planted. There's a story in one of the editions of the Brown book and it's from tiny acorn, a mighty oak will grow or something. And I took a long time, right? You kept on coming over to water my garden. I just wasn't interested. I just kept peeking in, peeking in. And it says in the AA 12 and 12 that once you've opened that door of willingness, it can always be pushed open more. So just like Alice in Wonderland, I was always curiouser and curiouser. But then let me sit in the back row at Serenity Sunday. Really easy to slip out those doors, even in the old room before it was redone. Just going to the bathroom. I'll be right back and I'll chat with you then. Bye. Because you're all going to stand in a circle. You're all going to hold hands and hug and I'm not interested. I'm not interested in any of that. I just want to be thin. I just want to be thin. Develop a relationship with who? Make amends? Don't you know how badly life has treated me? Why would I apologize for those things? So it goes on on page 29 and tells me that I'm going to be given clear-cut directions on how people have recovered through their personal experiences. So even if your story isn't exactly like mine, I hope that your acorn just receives a little sprinkle of water today from a sprinkler that will enable you to open up and to hear the message all the more. And it says, you know, that I'm going to share with you my own point of view and the way he established his relationship with God. And again, like I said, I only used to talk to God on Sunday nights and it would be, what the bleep am I going to wear for work tomorrow? I ate so much this weekend. I haven't taken enough diuretics. I suppose I should pop some laxatives. I mean, this is what, this is how I live my life. This is insanity. This is not normal thinking. Having to have seatbelt extenders, people asking me if I'm pregnant and lying and saying yes. That, that's not thinking in your right mind, but none of this humility stopped me, just made me more resentful. And it tells me in the book that resentment is evil and corroding. If you're a homeowner or you live anywhere, right, your pipes and everything, the foundation of your house has to be solid. Most of us here live in Los Angeles. You have a couple of cracks and an earthquake comes along, you're in trouble, right? So all of that evil and corroding, all of those thoughts, that's 10? That was 10. Oh, okay, great. So I finally came back here and I was broken. I was out of old ideas, those strange mental twists, those lurking notions, and I put my hand in the hand of somebody else who in turn had their hand in the hand of someone else and everybody else had their hand in the God of their understanding. And today, nothing makes me happier than sharing this message of gratitude that I have because you, this fellowship, and these 12 steps have done for me what I could never do for myself. And no money in the world could buy me this freedom and this happiness that I have today. Now, does that mean that I can can out bed every day? Does this mean that I lead a life like Cinderella and Snow White? No, it doesn't. But my dream was this big. Get thin, get a ring on my finger. That was my dream. 
it hasn't worked out that way, but it has become tenfold of that. And I'm very passionate about carrying this message to those who still suffer. And I think it's so important to share the love in these rooms, not my opinions, not a good food plan, any of those things, because those things didn't help me because I didn't know how to stay stopped. So I had to develop a relationship outside of myself, continue to seek through prayer and meditation, correct my wrongs as I go along the way. Ask God to help me in the morning, right? I do all of those things and I actually do them harder than I did in the beginning because it tells me it's very easy to rest on my laurels. But where am I being of service? Where am I carrying the message if I do that? So, you know, it tells me that remarkable things are going to happen. And it doesn't mean that they're all about me. I have mended relationships now in my life. I don't have any broken bridges with my family. Do we all get on all the time? Do we have words? Absolutely we do. But I've learned here how to take the high road. Doesn't mean I always like it, but I don't want to get restless, irritable, and discontented. And the food is the last thing to go. A little bit of prayer meditation just, just, just disintegrates just a tiny bit. Or my prayer meditation isn't right side. I'm not sitting there quietly. I'm telling God how everybody else needs to behave. But I want to be relieved of this bondage of self. I asked for that when I took my third step. I asked God to take away my difficulties. You know, may I do thy will always, but it tells me to really think before I take the step and to make sure that I'm ready. And it isn't one and done. I have to do that. I have to do all of this on a daily basis. I don't just live in 10, 11, and 12 because things can get unmanageable in my life. I had a curveball thrown at me at work a week ago, and I don't like it. I don't like it at all. I will tell you that but I'm not rushing around and acting irrationally. I'm investigating what my options are. And I'm going to sit back and I'm going to pause and I'm going to see what happens. That's God doing for me what I could not do for myself. If you are new, if you are struggling, listen for the invitation today. What is God inviting you to do? You'll hear it from other people if you didn't hear it from me. But these promises can come true for everyone. And I think every single day, how free do I want to be? I want to be pretty free. So I'm up pretty early in the morning, you know, welcoming the world and gaining access to that freedom and gaining access to that relationship with the God of my understanding. Working with others, right? It tells me in working with others that nothing so much will ensure immunity. And it tells me to carry this message to other alcoholics because we can be helpful when no one else can. My thin girlfriends don't eat out of the rubbish. They don't steal and cheat and lie over their food. They didn't have to go to Gelson's and apologize with a check for stealing tons of food. Did I go in there skipping? No, I was begging all the way to my sponsor. I'll do anything, please don't make me go. No, you're going, just call me when you're done. But because I live in Los Angeles, you know, they said, oh yeah, we have people like you come in frequently. So if you need to make amends, maybe just fly to LA. They're very used to it here. But I did it anyway, right? I have a note here in the front of my chapter seven. Be afraid not to sponsor, right? Because if we don't sponsor, these rooms will disintegrate. They will get smaller and smaller. And then I'll be here running my own life. You saw my photos. That is not a good look. 
and the person inside of that body is not kind and loving to all. But today, with God's grace and mercy, you know, I get to do that. So again, thank you so much for allowing me to share. I know that it's going to be any second, and I look forward to hearing from all of you.